Hello, welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Okay, let's get right into the nuclear messy split between Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik. Mm-hmm. Messy with a capital M. Yeah, kind of exploded all of a sudden. So Gigi Hadid, if you don't know, she's a model. She became known from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which her mom, Yolanda Hadid, was on. And Yolanda plays a major part of this story, so... It's a two for one. She's from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Gigi was on it all the time. So Gigi has been dating Zayn Malik on and off since 2015. Zayn mm-hmm. was in One Direction. That's how he got big. He left the group in 2015. And that seemed like a messy split, too. They don't seem to really like each other. It wasn't great. It it wasn't. It felt very uh, Jerry Halliwell leaving the Spice Girls, which is to say it didn't feel amicable for all parties involved. Yeah, they'll probably one day all get back together when they need the check. But mm-hmm. right now they're doing fine with that. So they're, 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 he's still not a part of One Direction. But during one of the times that Gigi and Zayn were together, they made a baby. She gave birth to their daughter, Kai, in September 2020. Mm-hmm. And they've been together ever since. And Gigi and Zayn have a farm in Pennsylvania, and it's very near Yolanda Hadid's farm. I read that it's right next door. Yeah, it's. So they say like, it's like next door. They're like neighbor neighbors. Yeah, yeah. So this all happened last month. Gigi was not at home at the time. She was in Paris working. Zane was at home in Pennsylvania with their daughter Kai when Yolanda came over, and it's alleged that she came over unannounced, like. You know, like a side character in a sitcom. You know how in sitcoms they always just open, like the neighbor just always opens the door and just comes in? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what we love about them. Except in this case, uh, Zane does not find it charming, apparently. No, there's no no laugh track or applause. There's no woo! Erupted when Yolanda came in the door unannounced. So there was some kind of fight over Kai between Zane and Yolanda, and it got really messy Yolanda claimed that Zane struck her. And in the court documents, Yolanda also claimed that um, he pushed her into a dresser um, and that he told her to stay away from his fucking daughter. He said something about sperm coming out of his cock. Which, if you don't know, listening at home, that's sometimes how a baby's made. It, it's a, it is a weird time to get, for Zane to give her a biology lesson. You know, and in yeah. such an aggressive way. And I don't know if Yolanda was there because she needed a sex ed refresher. She's had a few kids, so I would think not, but you never know. And it's alleged that Zane also called Yolanda a fucking Dutch slut. She, again, for people listening at home, she's Dutch. So that's what the reference would be there. She is from Holland. Yeah, she's Dutch. I almost, so, <laughs> almost and, said Dutchland. So <laughs> Dutchville. She's from Dutchville. But um I mean, if I was ever to start a rival paint company, I'd call it Dutch Slut. You know, against the Dutch boy. Dutch boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure and you you should never call 
you know, the, the grandmother of your child, a Dutch slut, unless that's her name. Yeah, reg- yeah, if that's her registered name. Yeah, and not just a Dutch slut, a fucking Dutch slut. That was a lot packed into those three words. Yeah, and there's more. There's was apparently a bodyguard present during the fight, and Zane allegedly screamed at the bodyguard, and he's British. Get the fucking out of my fucking house, coppers. <laughs> I know the coppers. coppers. I was like, what is this West Side story? I know, did he know- suddenly like be get possessed by Bugsy Malone? Yeah, he's like, uh, get your hands off me, copper. You can't take me in. <laughs> They're going to read about copper. all this in the papers. So Zane was also on the phone with Gigi at the time and screamed at her to grow some fucking balls and handle her mom. So we're probably finding out about this because a police report was made and Zane was charged with four criminal acts of harassment. I mean, I think calling someone those types of names is at least one of the counts. And the, you know, that's, yeah, her. And the push, alleged pushing. Yeah. Um, but he later took a plea deal and agreed to plea no contest to one charge. So mm-hmm. as part of the plea deal, he's on probation for 360 days. He must do an anger management class and complete a domestic violence program. And he has to pay fines. He also has to stay away from Yolanda and the bodyguard. And if he stays good and completes everything within six months, he could, the judge could terminate his probation. So there's that. Right. Uh, Zane denied hitting Yolanda. He called it a private matter, and he's focusing on co-parenting with Gigi. But he did suggest that Yolanda leak this story to the media. He didn't say that. He said it without saying yeah. it. I mean, he didn't even have to say it without saying it. I think we all probably could have come to the conclusion that someone leaked it and their name was Yolanda. Allegedly, maybe. Um, Gigi also put out a statement and asked for privacy. And Yolanda hasn't publicly said anything. So mm-hmm. Zane and Gigi, of course, they broke up right after the fight. Sources Naturally. tell both People and Us Weekly that the relationship was shitty, toxic, horrible for a while, and that Yolanda didn't like the way Zane was treating Gigi, and so that made things tense between Zane and Gigi. Also, the Sun reported that Sun got dropped. Um, Zane got dropped from his record label, RCA Records, for being difficult, and they've had it with him. And friends also say that Zane is a hermit in his Pennsylvania farm, and he smokes extremely strong cannabis all day. And that's a quote: "Extremely strong cannabis," as opposed to the weak stuff. Which oh, that, oh, there's some weak stuff. Yeah, there's some weak stuff. Yeah. But again, why bother? Why waste your time? Yeah, but there, there. I mean, reefer madness shit once again, and throwing weed under the bus like mm-hmm. this is weed's fault. Yeah, like it's not like he's, uh, you know, holed up in his Pennsylvania farm doing horse tranquilizers. That you would have a reason to be concerned. But yeah, smoking, or meth, smo- or meth. Yeah, smoking weed. He's got a toddler. Guess what? Newsflash. A toddler can make toddler can make you a little stressed out. Yeah, that's the if I had a toddler, I'd be snorting, smoking, but inhaling extremely strong cannabis all day, all night. And that doesn't make like they they uh, the sun or whoever. Yeah, I think it was the sun, the cannabis comment. I think put that in there to make it sound like that's why he's angry. But that shit don't make right. you angry. 
I've never smoked it. So I've smoked some, what do they call it? Like extremely strong. Extremely. (laughs) strong. Excessively strong cannabis. Yeah, I have smoked some excessively strong cannabis and it has never made me want to fight anyone. You know what's made me want to fight someone is brown liquor every time. But weed, I am at my most enjoyable. I'm sure I'm sure there there's probably people in my life who wish I smoked more to be honest. So if I ever had a problem with someone, I'll mm-hmm. take you two out with me and then I'll give you brown liquor and you'll go off on them. Yeah, it's guaranteed, no question. I will I'll catch a felony. <laughs> Gremlin and water, Allison yeah, and brown I, liquor. Yeah, I'm I'm Gizmo. I'm like super cute. And then you like pull, you just like uncap it or whatever. And I'm like, Hur? boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of Zane fans I've seen on Twitter are bringing out, you know, they're of course defending him like yes, our innocent prince. So they're bringing out old clips from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with right. Yolanda being a mess. Um, like there's one clip, which I've seen over and over again, they're passing around over and over again, where you know, Yolanda just had some kind of medical procedure. I don't remember. I watched during that time, but I don't remember this part very well. And Gigi calls her and Gigi's like, I'm, you know, I'm so weak. I've only had one almond all day. And Yolanda's like, well, honey, have two and chew them very slowly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like how, you know, like she's pushing, she's pushing body issues on Gigi and giving her an eating disorder. So they're using that to say like how problematic Yolanda is. But Yolanda can be problematic and Zane can also be abusive at that they don't con- cancel each other out. Exactly. It's like the t- it's like the uh, old El Paso child. Why not both? Both can be true. Like someone can be physical with someone and someone else could maybe be the type of person that you want to keep eyes on around your grandchild. Again, both things can be true. A broken clock can be right. A, oh, what can a broken clock be, Michael? It's a broken clock usually smokes a lot of extremely strong cannabis. The That's strongest. why it's broken. Yes. <laughs> okay, it's very, very difficult, though. Like, I know Zane wants to keep this private because, I mean, who would want this kind of thing to go public to find out that you allegedly got into a fight with your mother-in-law or mother of your grand mother of the baby that you have grandmother of the baby the grandmother. <laughs> yeah the grand i don't think yolanda's that would be a that would really throw a twist into the story if yolanda was really the mother of the child <laughs> surprise that's when this turns into a real soap opera so allison you don't watch succession right Okay, so I know that I say on the podcast a lot of the time that I don't know how to get TV shows. Like, they're just not available to me. It's very easy. TV is very plentiful in your country. It's not as easy to find in mine. But I did manage to get Succession. I have all the seasons of Succession. I have not watched it yet, but I've looked I've looked at it on my television before. And that's kind of like watching it, right? <laughs> yeah, that that counts. And I, what yes. I'm I'm impressed that you can say it because I've such I'm always saying succession, succession. I have such a hard time saying successions. Oh, all you got to say is succession, successions. Yeah, oh, like that, how are you getting that wrong? That's a better that's a better show. But I 
forever was like, I'm not watching that show. Like everybody's creaming over it. Everybody's, you know, busting nuts over it. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch that show. I'm not going to buy into the hype. So I finally watched it. And now I'm part of the hype. I love it. It's good. Doesn't that, that theme song really gets you going, doesn't it? No, I know you brought that up before. It doesn't, I don't even remember it. Like you love it. I don't. It's like the piano. It's like do 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 do. It kind of reminds me of like uh, if you made a Christmas song, but also a Halloween song. It's good. Gets it gets me riled up. But Brian Cox is on that show. He plays the patriarch of the family. He's like a Rupert Murdoch type, total Mm -hmm. dick, asshole, all the above. So he's seventy five years old. He's been in the game for a long time. He started in the theater of course, in the 60s and has been acting on stage, movies, television shows ever since. So he's worked with a lot of people and he has a lot to say. And he says it in his memoir called Putting the Rabbit in the Hat. Mm -hmm. Which sounds like a sex move. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like a fuck move, which is kind of fitting because he fucks with a lot of people in this book so Mm -hmm. and he has no fucks to give anymore obviously appropriate very appropriate but it really should be called the library is open oh yeah because he he really reads people hard i would say even he's not even reading at this point he's just like just shitting all over them yeah it's just like sitting at the thanksgiving dinner table with him and he you know he's had a couple drinks and just goes off it's like he wants everyone to go home and he's like, I've got 10 minutes. I have 10 minutes. How can I get them out of my house? Oh, no, that would keep me there for 10 minutes and then some. That would keep me there until he stopped talking. But um, yeah. <laughs> you know what he should have called his memoir is Suck My Cocks. How can oh. you have cocks in your name and not use it in your memoir? Honestly, look, that was probably the working title. And then some like uptight person at the publishing company, I don't know, penguin random house i don't know where this book is published we're probably like oh that might be a little bit rude brian cox let's think of something that sounds more like an implied sex move that person should be fired Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go over what he says about people you know in the business all men so michael kane brian writes I wouldn't describe Michael as my favorite, but he's Michael Caine, an institution. And being an institution will always be having range. That's that's that a feels, kiss and a slap. Yeah, that's a read, but it's like a read where he's like, I still like you. That's nice. I'd say that's, cl- that's probably the closest he comes to a compliment. So That's a compliment. Mm-hmm. So, sort. Not, I, not really. <laughs> but um, okay, Steven Seagal. Brian mm-hmm. writes... Steven Seagal is as ludicrous in real life as he appears on screen. He radiates a studied serenity as though he's on a higher plane to the rest of us. And while he's certainly on a different plane, no doubt about that, it's probably not a higher one. (laughs) I mean, he needs to be a judge on Drag Race. Yeah, the Steven's the the season where Steven Seagal finally makes it. (laughs) Okay, about Johnny Depp. This is going to be good. Brian writes, Personal Bull, though I'm sure he is, is so overblown, so overrated. I mean, Edward Scissorhands, let's face it. If you come on with hands like that and pale, scarred face makeup, you don't have to do anything. And he didn't. And subsequently, he doesn't, he's done even less. <laughs> 
That's it's so rude because I hate to say it, it's true. If you go back and rewatch Edward Scissorhands, it's like he's not acting; he's just standing there in every single scene. Yeah, it's all hair and makeup, and it's costume. literally just hair and makeup. It's it, that's an, that's an incredible because like I think everybody always comes back to that too when they're like, "Oh, Johnny Depp is such a legend. Uh, Edward Scissorhands, he's such a great actor." And it's like Alan Arkin was a great actor in Edward Scissorhands. Or um, Kathy Winona Baker. Ryder. Kathy Baker delivered Kathy with Baker. that hair. Yeah, with yeah. Kathy Baker, that hair didn't wear her. She wore the hair. About Edward Norton, Brian says, he's a nice lad, but a bit of a pain in the arse because he fancies himself as a writer-director. And I guess that's bad. Yeah, that means like... That's called multitasking. Full of himself. It means full of himself, I think. So he also said that David Bowie was a better pop star than actor and that Quentin Tarantino's movies are all surface, but he would be in a Tarantino movie if he was asked. And he didn't only talk shit, but since this is delisted, that's all we care about. Um, Mm -hmm. But he did say nice things about other actors. So he said that Alan Rickman is one of the nicest and sweetest men he's ever met. Mm-hmm. Rest in rest in peace, Alan Rickman. That Morgan Freeman is the Morgan Freeman you encounter in your dreams. I mean, if you have sex dreams about Morgan Freeman, then I guess that's really good news for you. Um, he said Keanu Reeves is a seeker who has become good over the years. So he's he says some okay. good, it's a good thing he said something good about Keanu Reeves because the internet is all on Keanu Reeves. So Brian Cox oh. would be dragged to hell and back if he shit-talked Keanu Reeves. If he said anything negative about Keanu Reeves, and I will even say that it feels like that was a tiny, tiny bit of a read. Because he's like, he's he looks for better work now. Like, okay. But that's probably as far as he could go. Like, his soul wouldn't let him. Like, he'd be like, oh, did you see Keanu Reeves and uh, Dracula? And it's like, his soul's like, no, sh- Brian, shut up. Shut the fuck up. You want to live to see another couple of years. Don't say anything rude. Yeah. Or the book people are like, listen, you can't have Cox in the title and you can't trash Keanu Reeves. Those are our two rules for publishing this book. That's it. And he's like fighting with them. He's like, what if I just trash him a little bit? And they're like, no, not even a little bit. We're refusing to bend on this. You can call Johnny Depp overrated as much as you want. That's that's where they meet in the middle. That's where he's they like end. he's like. Can I really stress that Steven Seagal's like kind of a piece of shit? They're like, go ahead, but do not do not drag Keanu Reeves into this. No, and that's what I love how he trashes like the has-beens, mm-hmm. but then the one he praises like Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman are relevant. So he's not dumb. He's not going to fuck up a possible role in a Keanu Reeves movie. No, 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 no. He could be he could be like dragging people that he would never ever do a movie with, like uh I don't know. Scott Bayo. <laughs> He'd be like, that's Scott Bayo. <laughs> He's a stupid dummy, isn't he? <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the audiobook of this. That's the only way that this all could get better, is to listen to him saying it. Yeah, that's that yeah, that that would be theater. Just mm. listen to a, a mouthful of cocks. That's what he should call the book too. Mouthful of cocks. The, the 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 choices are endless. I don't understand. And he ended up with what? The rabbit in the hat. I mean, you can't ask for the you can't ask for the moon. You're right. I'll take stars. The or stars. trashing trashing stars. Trashing fallen stars is what he did. <laughs> 
Okay, Allison, I'm assuming that you've never been to Six Flags Magic Mountain in California. I've driven by it a couple times and it looks incredible, but I've never actually been into it. That counts. So, okay. So you've, you've pretty it looks much really been to cool. It. it looks very, very cool. Especially if you were driving really fast by it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like I'm on one of the roller like, coasters. Like a ride, yeah. I've been many times. I grew up in LA, so I've been many times. Actually, the first time I ever did Ecstasy was at Six Flags Magic Mountain, oh. like their gay night. And <laughs> this is, this sounds incredible. And the person I did it with, we were so like, high that we were sitting on the roller coasters like these roller coasters are going upside down you know they're plummeting uh-huh. you to the ground and we were having a full-on conversation like <laughs> oh so yeah did you hear about so-and-so like like nothing like we're at a dinner table but anyways this episode is not about that as riveting as it was this is about a guy who claims he saved so much money from mainly eating his meals at Magic Mountain that he was able to pay off his student loans and buy a house. Okay. I'm I I want to yeah, I want to wait for more to be revealed before I before you declare him the Susie Orman of yeah, our time. Yeah, exactly. Mhm. I need I need information. I need details. Okay, the guy is named Dylan. He's 33 years old. He talked to Mel Magazine about this. So he lives in Santa Clarita, which is not far from Magic Mountain. He mm-hmm. works around there as well. So he bought a $150 a year round pass. And with mm-hmm. the pass he bought, you get access to the park year round, you get parking and two meals a day. So I looked and you can do it. What you have to do is you have to buy a gold pass. And that okay. gives you entrance to the park and parking. That's $64.99 a year. And then that, on what? top of that, yeah, sixty four ninety nine a year. You can go anytime. Most of the, I don't know what the blackout dates are, but you can go year round. Okay. There might be blackout dates, like certain Halloween days. or something. Whatever, yeah. Okay. And then okay. you have to get the add-on, the meal add-on, and that's a hundred and nine ninety nine a year. And that gives you two meals and a snack. So okay. the total is around $175. So Dylan claims he started mainly eating at Six Flags in 2014. So he said that the first year he barely went to the grocery store. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 his poor liver, but okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, and his work was really close. So he'd go there for, he'd go to Six Flags for lunch, have lunch mm-hmm. there, and then go there for dinner on his way home. Okay. And in a very shocking development, Allison, please hold on to your chair. All right. It wasn't that healthy. Oh my God, <laughs> it wasn't? <laughs> oh my i'm shocked i'm so how are shocked you, how are you still speaking into your microphone you should be on the floor like i, rolling, I took like, it with me ah! i brought it with me <laughs> <laughs> it came with me when i dropped <laughs> oh my god well okay michael you've obviously eaten at six flags yes. what kind of food options are there there it's like carnival food Okay. You know, All hot right, dogs yep. burgers pizza that kind of shit so he says the first year he mostly ate pizza, burgers, and fries every day. But he lived Mm. to tell the tale. Um, Over the next six years, he pulled back. He didn't go every day. He went there for lunch about three to four times a week. He stopped doing dinners and weekends uh, there after his wife moved in because 
I guess she, for some reason, hates culinary masterpieces and did not want to eat at Six Flags twice a day. I mean, to be fair, I'll say this. If I moved in with someone and they were leaving twice a day to go get food, I'd be like, you have a second, you got another girlfriend or you have a wife somewhere. You le- you're leaving at the weirdest times of day. You come back smelling like French fries. Well, or you come back running straight to the toilet. So <laughs> some yeah. kind of butt Something orgy. You're, you're a pass around bottom is, yeah. is what my, my guess would be. <laughs> But um, he but he says that now the options are healthier. So okay. you can get like black bean burgers, carne asada salad, turkey dogs. You can get healthier options. I mean, they're probably still not healthy, but they're healthier. So he thinks he's had over 2,000 meals there over the years, and each meal cost him around 50 cents. I mean, and he's walking from the parking lot into the park and those parks are laid out like a mousetrap. You got to do a lot of walking. So he's already, he's also gotten a ton of exercise too. Yes. And he sometimes goes on the roller coasters. I'm assuming before he eats. Maybe after. <laughs> he's like, oh, I want this disgusting hot dog out of my system out now. Of my <laughs> and again, he claims he paid off his student loans and was able to buy a house from all the money he saved. All right. I want to know what his job is, though. That's what my question is. Oh, he, oh, God, like an electrical engineer or something? Something like that. All right. Well, so he's getting paid well. I want to see him do this on a 30-hour-a-week working at Target salary. Then we'll see if this is worth patting himself on the back for. But is it, I, I guess it's kind of a good idea. I mean, if you want to save money, yes. If you want to shave years off your life. If you want your heart to, like, cry every time you put food in your body, it's like, please stop. It's not worth it. Yeah, you're like, every time you come home, there's a whale coming from the bathroom. It's your toilet. Because they're like, this bitch is going to drop these nuclear bombs in me. (laughs) So, yes, if if that's your end goal, this is great. If you don't care about your bowels, but you may end up paying more in deductibles and co-pays because you're going to have a lot of health problems. You're going to have to go to the doctor all the time from eating fucking six Magic Mountain pizza five times a week or whatever. They're like, we see that you've held a season's pass every year since 2014. We consider this a pre-existing condition. We will not insure you. Oh, it, yeah. Even the health, the health insurance companies will be like, well, we'll accept that. You you obviously need it, but that's. But I think I was surprised at how cheap a meal pass is because that's mm-hmm. pretty cheap. Yeah, because if you're buying like a la carte, uh, I can assume meals would probably be like seven or eight bucks. It has to be more than that. Yeah, right. Like they trap yeah. you in there; they can charge anything. It's like an airport, so it, that is kind of smart. Yeah, and like. At Disneyland, so at Magic Mountain, you can get 100 and something for a meal pass all year round, two meals a day. And at Disneyland, that'll get you like a drop of Coca-Cola. And you, you, and then you have to lick it off of Mickey's ass. Mickey's like, okay, I'm going to give you this for only $110, but you're going to have to lick it off my ass. Michael, now that Halloween is officially over... 
and it's November. Do you know what that means? Oh, God, don't say it. I'll say it. It's Christmas time. Um, this, thank you, everybody. This, this podcast is actually over. Um, it's Goodbye, been a everyone. good ride. <laughs> I'm I'm going off to live my truth as a November first Christmas person. I won't be back. <laughs> Michael, come on! Are you surprised that I'm a November first Christmas person? No, it's no. That makes sense. It, yeah, it's that's not that's not a bad thing, you know. No, it's not brand for me. I like it. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I've leaned into it. I don't put up decorations until American Thanksgiving. That's where I start. Okay, but yeah, I, that's normal. That's usually, but yeah, there are some people who. They were putting up Christmas decorations before their jack-o'-lantern was in the trash. Yeah, and see, I'm not that person. I'll judge those people. But I will watch Christmas movies right now. I don't know if you will. That might be a little bit early. It's but, a little early, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to get through a lot of those Hallmark Christmas movies, and you got to start early. Now, do you like the movie Elf? I've never seen it. Are you serious? Okay, let me tell you right now. Okay. Okay. I think you'll like it. It's a it's a succession thing. It's a sex session thing where okay. everybody loves it and everybody is like, this is the best Christmas movie. And you're like, it can't be that good. It's extremely entertaining. It's very cute. Um, it's, and it's, very, it's funny. It's legitimately funny. It stars Will Ferrell. Zooey Deschanel? A, yes. Okay. Uh, Mary Steenburgen. Okay. Uh, James Caan. Is he Santa uh, Claus? No, Ed Asner is Santa Claus. Peter okay. Dinklage is in it. Uh, Amy Sedaris is in it. Who else? It's like and Will uh, Ferrell is the elf. Yes, he is. Okay. He's one of Santa's elves. But he, uh, I'm not spoiling anything. This happens in the first like three seconds of the movie. He's a human baby who's raised at the North Pole, and um, he's very very sweet. And then he comes to Earth because he wants to find who his parents are because he knows that he's not a real elf like he realizes comes to earth is this north pole on mars oh yeah right the north pole (laughs) is located on our earth i forgot about that i thought it was in heaven i'll be honest with you (laughs) i thought the north pole was in heaven (laughs) like next to where jesus lives you're like it's the north pole (laughs) next to bethlehem next to bethlehem Every Christmas thing is up there in this one area, and it's like neighboring counties. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, the point is, I think you'd like it. It's very cute. Um, And there was going to be an elf, too. So people that like elf usually love elf. I love elf a lot. I watch it every year. And it was a huge success. Like, it was a massive movie. I saw it in the movie theaters. So they were going to make an elf, too, which is what Hollywood does every time something is successful, right? Mm-hmm. They're just run it into the ground. So Will Ferrell uh, gave an interview recently where he said Elf 2 existed. There's a full sequel. And he was offered $29 million to do it. And he wouldn't do it. He refused. And this is where he kind of pulls like a Catherine Heigl and like throws the writers under the bus. Because Mm -hmm. he says, I would have had to promote the movie from an honest place, which would have been like, oh, no, it's not good. I just couldn't turn down that much money. And I thought... Can I actually say those words? I don't think I can. So I guess I can't do the movie. I would do it for $29. Well, I would do most things for $29 million. It's like I put on a pair of leggings and sit on a fat man's lap for free. 
So <laughs> I would gladly, yeah, like you, I would gladly do it for $29. And it's like, Will Ferrell, you're an actor, okay? When you're promoting the movie, just play an actor who thinks that this is some artistic masterpiece Reason. and isn't doing it for the money. Yeah, you know who could do it? Thespian Brian Cox. Uh, yeah, I want him to do it so he can write a whole book trashing it. Yeah. But he'll trash it after he cashes the check. That, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's like at the bank, like, oh, it cleared? Great. Okay, I have an interview to go do. <laughs> so Kim Kardashian is single right now. And so is Pete Davidson. He's also single. Mm-hmm. And that's a rare husband. that's a rare thing because he's usually never single. Yeah, and same thing with Kim, too. It must be like, you know when the moons do that thing? Wait, barf, we have one moon. Barf yeah. into each other. Yeah, barf that's what this is. Mouth. Yeah. So they were spotted at Knott's Berry Farm in California. You ever been to Knott's Berry Farm? Yeah. And specifically Knott's Scary Farm. Scary Farm. Because they're both a horror show, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they were seen, there was like a picture that was released of them at Knott's Scary Farm. They were holding hands on a ride, which in regular people terms either means you're very scared you need support or you are dating someone and then kim was seen in new york a couple days later not with pete davidson just in new york which that's not a big deal because she goes to new york but sources say that they're just friends that there's nothing going on just two friends one 41 year old friend and one 27 year old friend went to not scary farm and held hands on a ride yeah what do you think it's a stunt, but which one do you think is slumming it? Oh God, that's a good question, Pete. Pete Pete's slumming it. Pete could Pete. Okay, Pete can get anyone. And Kim, Kim can get who she gets. Do you know what I'm saying here? I'm not saying that Kim Kardashian is like slumming it, like because Kim can obviously like get people, but Kim is also like. She's a reality TV person, so that kind of limits herself to some people. But Pete Davidson is a star on a TV show. He could get anyone. But she's super rich. Oh, she's extremely rich. But I think Pete Davidson is also rich, though, too. But Not she's as like rich, rich as her. Yeah. I mean, it's a draw. They're, it's a draw as to who is slamming it. it. They cancel each other out. They actually both, are perfect for each other. Yeah, they're both winning in this case. And then meanwhile, I feel bad for Courtney because Courtney just got engaged to Travis Barker and she's like, okay, well, I thought I had a lock on getting attention from skinny white guys who are covered in tattoos, but I guess my time is over. So speaking of Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian just did, so she has that underwear company Skims, excuse me, shapewear. It's more than just underwear. And they did a collaboration with Fendi skims and fendi together it's basically shapewear with the fendi logo on it so she's been gifting obviously like big stars the skims and fendi collaboration and one of them went to gwyneth paltrow and this is where we learned that gwyneth paltrow doesn't know what the word snatch or snatched means it's weird because like she's supposed to be like a vagina expert and she doesn't know snatch You'd think it would be right up there with the words that she knows. But no, it's at the very bottom. So she like had a video. She posted a, vo- a video of herself. She's like holding up the Skims Fendi stuff. And her daughter Apple was videotaping her. And she was saying that she looks snatched. And Gwyneth was like, what the hell is that? And then 
Apple told her that she is, she looks, she'll look snatched the house down. And Gwyneth is like, I'm so confused that she updated everyone. And she uh, posted like a, an update. And she said that she thinks that she knows what snatched means. And that it means she's killing it, which she's killing it. All right. She's killing the word snatched. Call, call the time of death on snatched. <laughs> yeah. We're, nobody's going to use it again. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised she's just like, Snatch, actually, when I was in the womb, I um, created that as slang. Like, I invented Snatch. Because, you know, she claims she, like, invented yoga. Right, right. She inv- I invented Snatch. Well, she invented Snatch the slang and Snatch the actual Snatch, the body part. I'm, yeah, we'll get a written thing up about this later on, like, goop.com. She'll be like, there was some confusion as to... The origin of the word snatched. Let me fill you all in. So, Michael, what were you doing two weekends ago in Los Angeles? Uh, Probably drunk. Okay, so you weren't at the small dong march is what you're saying. Unfortunately not, no. I did no. not even know it was happening. Happening. Yeah, so I think people found out after it was happening. Or maybe, you know, if you have a small dong, you're in the know. You're on the message boards. But there is uh, two weekends ago in Los Angeles, there was a small dong march. That's what it was called. And activists were marching to end small dong shaming. And they were carrying posters that read stuff like keep small and carry dong and in solidarity with shrimp dicks. And uh, reports say that they were chanting motion of the ocean as they were marching. Okay. What was Trump the grand marshal? He could not make it. He delivered a, (laughs) he delivered a (laughs) pre-taped message. Via, via Skype. Mm -hmm. He Skyped in. Also, this is this is really like all jokes aside. It's great that they had a march. It representation matters, and like everybody should feel included. Um, I'm just wondering when they're going to hold uh, a march for people who swear it's not small. It's just very cold. How high is the AC right now? Last but not least, uh, the track list for Thirty was released. Thirty being Adele's new album. I act like this is information we're all familiar with. Um, so we know that Easy On Me is kind of like the lead single from it. And then she has other songs like Hold On and Cry Your Heart Out. And among them is a song called I Drink Wine. (laughs) Well, it's like she's really, um, she must have stock like in those wooden signs, like Live, Laugh, Love, wooden signs that they sell home goods. Mm -hmm. Because she's now like pushing to that demographic like uh-huh. that she just given them their like holy anthem with i drink wine drink by wine. adele it's- by adele that adds that like the whole package yeah i drink wine is very much like a mug that says it's wine o'clock somewhere or yes i i i switch from coffee to wine <laughs> at oh it's noon this is when i switch from coffee to wine i don't know i've never seen one of those mugs apparently Michael, if you had an I Drink Wine song, what would yours be called? I mean, whenever I drink wine, I usually pass out and I'm snoring. So just be me snoring to a beat. <laughs> Which, it's, that's probably Adele's and now she's, gonna, she's probably going to win every Grammy for it. And that ends this episode. If you have any questions, comments, notes for us, 
you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. And if you haven't rated and reviewed us yet, wherever you listen to podcasts, please do. So mm. till next week, Allison, I'm off to drink wine. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to go guzzle some Taco Bell. Actually, I'm off to buy a, a meal pass at oh, um, yeah. Six Flags. Yeah. Shoot, shoot me some of that extra money when you start saving it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.